Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast. This is episode 90, where I'm going to go deep for my best relationship advice. Today is going to be about the five key mindsets to create happy and connected relationships. So you really want to stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connected and happy relationships. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in your relationship today. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your ever-loving host, Dr. Abby Metcalf. You should know that by now. Um, Wow. Wow. What a time to be recording the old podcast. It's kind of a fine mess we've gotten ourselves into, huh? How are you? I've been worried about you. All cooped up in your house, getting on your partner's last nerve. (laughs) Just, you know. worried, anxious, concerned, all that. So I'm here. I'm doing uh, everything I normally do, actually, in just different ways. Um, You know, seeing my clients. Of course, everyone's virtual at this point. I go to my office every day because I'm the only one there. Um, And, uh, you know, the the kids are stir crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, Gary works from home and it's just, uh, it's quite a time, huh? It's quite, it's quite a time. So if there's, of course, anything you'd really like me to focus on in a future podcast, uh, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, You can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. You can message me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or somewhere else, whatever you like. Um, But really, you know, I'd love to be of service as always. So if there's something in particular you really need to hear, write in, let me know. 
Okay. So as I said earlier, this is round two of my best relationship advice series. And if you haven't checked out the first one I did, which was focused on uh, that one was the best relationship advice that could offer you quick wins. So those were like tips for quick wins. So I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes so you can finish up here and then you can mosey on over to that one. Today, I'm going to focus on the five philosophies or mindsets that I think are really five of the best to have. And these are those just tried and true ways of thinking that have helped my clients move from that disconnected, resentful, and frustrated with their partner to really feeling emotionally close, open, at ease, and really happier with their their main person. So there you go. Got it. Got to have it, right? Uh, and before we jump in, you know, I'd love for you to share the podcast. I don't know if you've shared it with someone, but uh, it's a great time for people to be who haven't been into podcasts to be listening to them. And of course, I, you know, I'm trying to change the world one relationship at a time. So if you share and that person shares, we're there, we're going to get there. So please think of someone that you haven't told about the podcast. If they really hate podcasts, you can send them over to my website because I always have a corresponding blog post, not just the show notes, but I have an actual fully written out blog post with all the same information and any sort of giveaway I have, you know, it's all in there. Everything's uh, front and center right there. So please share. Okay. Yeah. See, there's something you can share that's healthy right now. That's not going to, you know, get someone infected. All right. Well, infected in a good, infected in a good way, right? Ha ha. We are contagious with the love. So let's get to it. Philosophy number one. I'm going to be giving you five today. The first one is to focus on being of service. So I was talking to a client the other day, and I've talked about this before, but I'm going to give it to you in a different sort of way. Uh, I was talking to a client the other day, and she was complaining about her husband leaving his uh, hair in the sink after he's shaved. And I guess this happens quite a bit. Not I guess. She told me it happens quite a bit. And she just, you know, was talking to me saying, he drives me nuts. I talk to him about this all the time. I ask him to please rinse out the sink that I really hate coming up. I think it's gross, blah, 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 you know, coming up to the sink and there's little hairs everywhere. And I said to her, so he just leaves like tons of hair? What? And you know, he doesn't rinse it at all, even though you've asked. And she said, no, no, he rinses most of it. It's just like he leaves, he doesn't pay attention and he's leaving some around. So I still then have to rinse because some of it's gone, but not all of it. And, you know, it gets a little sticky afterward. You know, it's been there if I don't find it right away and I have to like, you know, scrub it a, a minute, you know, I got to push it down, all this stuff, right? So she's going on and on about this hair in the sink. And it, for her, it, it's really about this meaning she ascribes to it, that he thinks I'm his maid, he doesn't care about me, he doesn't care about the, or he doesn't care about the things that are important to me, he's blowing me off, uh, I don't feel heard, you know, there's all kinds of meaning that we ascribe to these kinds of things, and she certainly was doing that. So <laughs> this is when I said, apparently something very re revolutionary to her that she never thought about, and I said, well, why don't, why don't you just do it for him then? And she had a very annoyed and shocked look on her face. Like, what? Like, why am I paying you, Abby? I don't understand how you could say something to me. And I, and so, you know, I followed up. I said, okay, let's be real. This is clearly something he struggles with. 
for whatever reason. We don't know why you're you're saying all the meaning why. I don't think it's any of that. What if you just decided that you'd rinse the sink as a service to him, as a way of showing you love and support him? And what if you just took that on and stopped asking about it and just thought, you know what? This man does so much. He loves me. He supports me, whatever else. And for whatever reason, these silly hairs in the sink are making him crazy and actually are making me crazy. And then I get upset and I make him crazy. You know, it's really this huge point of contention. So what if you just thought to yourself, oh, I'll, I'll just do it. I'll just, I'll just get that done. And that'll be one less thing I nag him about or, uh, you know, act, and one less thing. Here's the more important part that I'm upset about. He's not as upset as she is. He, he's not, he's clearly not, or, or he'd probably be doing more of the hair in the sink. For whatever reason, he thinks he's doing a good job. He doesn't see all the little hairs. I, I really am very confident, and she agreed with me on this, that <laughs> he's not sitting there going, oh, I'm going to leave a few for her and really piss her off. That, that's not what's going on. There's just a way that it, it isn't, you know, hitting him the same way. And so, and I do this a lot where I will clean something up or I will, you know, do my, my kids are a great example. Um, they, you know, clean like 80% of something and then don't do it the rest of the way. And I, you know, again, I'm trying to teach them how to clean well and all that good stuff. But I also know that they actually are doing what they see. And I like things a little more perfect than most people do. I have found in my life. I, I am more of a stickler for detail because you all know it. You can say it with me. I'm a control enthusiast. So to me, when I clean something the way I like it, I'm happier because I look at it. It looks really pretty and nice. And I'm so happy that it's like that. So for me, I, I choose to see it as I'm really happy that they try, that they do something to really show the effort because I have asked. And that then I make it the way I like it and we're all happy. And I'll actually, you know, it's it's funny, this just happened last night. We had ordered in or gotten some takeout Chinese food, which I love every now and then, being a nice Jewish girl, of course. And uh you know, my daughter, I had asked her to clean the table and um, get everything put away. And she actually, she did about 90% of it. <laughs> and this morning I came out and there was some, you know, fortune cookies still left on the table. And there was a, a napkin and I think a glass or something. So most of it, probably 98% of it was done. But there was that little bit that wasn't done. And I just did it. And when I asked this client, by the way, about the hair in the sink, I said to her, so how long does it take you to clean the sink afterwards? And she said, she kind of looked at me. I said, really, really think about it. how long does it take you to clean the sink after he's left some hair in there? And she said, I guess, I don't know, a few minutes. And I said, does it really take a few minutes? I really want you to think about it. I want you to mimic it right now and I'm going to time you. <laughs> so I said to her, she's looking at me like I'm insane. And guess what? We timed it and it was 12 seconds. 12 seconds. So when you start to think about, and how long did it take me to put away those last few things that were sitting on the table, uh, you know, a few seconds and maybe a minute. It's so quick often to do these things, but you have to have, again, that kind of thought in your head that you're doing it to be of service. You're doing it to be kind. Oh, this is one thing I can do for this person that'll take this off their plate. What a nice thing. And this doesn't mean, I've said this before, I'll say it again. It doesn't mean that you are give 150%. You know, I want you to give 100%. 150 is codependency. So if there's something 
you know, for me with my kids, for example, I'm always trying to teach them about how to be clean or clean up or be polite and that kind of stuff. So there's often these places where I need to, or, you know, really talk to them about things. And you all know, I hate the wet towels on the floor. And so, uh, I've created rules around the wet towels when they don't listen because I think it's a, you know, there's, then I have a wet carpet and there's other, there could be mold, you know, there's, there's other things I'm worried about. Or maybe my, when Max eats in his room, I, there could be ants, you know, cause he's doing that. So there's some things that I do have to get more sticklery about. So I try to save my my real talk for those things that I don't feel like I can do any different than we do them. You know, I, I'm not okay with, for whatever reason, you know, running in and cleaning up after Max every night when he's eating in his room. He's just not allowed to eat in his room. He just needs to follow a rule. So there's times when you, you know, everything is like that. Where, so I want you to really, what I'm asking you to do is pick your battles. And if you think about all the things that you ask other people to do or in their house or you ask them to finish, I just, it's those things I want you to think about for a minute and go, do I, does this really matter? Does this 12 seconds really matter? And can I just do this as my give to the relationship in the house? So that's, that's how I want you to think. So that's that focus on being of service. And what the thing that gets in the way, I just want to say this, is that generally there's a tone in relationships around fairness and what's right. And I've talked about this before. Uh, it's because we get in that attitude of, but it's not fair. You know, it's not fair that they do this. And I really want you to think more about that. So when you focus on what's fair or what's right, then it creates frustration, uh, way too high expectations, anger. And I'd say most damaging, damaging of all is this really controlling behavior. So yes, there are responsibilities and tasks that need to happen in a relationship, but I want you to stop and take a minute and think about what's most important in your world. What's most important? If you really think about it, your relationship with your partner is likely the most important one you have. I mean, really, I know we love our kids to some other degree and all that, but this relationship with your partner is huge because I can tell you that you would feel the pain so acutely if that went away. If your partner was no longer there and you had to live in two households and forget the money and all that and kids going back and forth and all those other things, that's huge and painful. But I'm even just talking about having your person, having someone you can count on, having someone who's there that you can rely on. And you likely rely on them in more ways than you even realize. It's likely comforting in more ways than you even realize that you have your person there. So if that were to go away, if that were to be gone, because, and I've seen this over and over, I just have to tell you, I, I get couples, you know, who come to me or single people who come, to, uh, you know, one person out of a couple who comes to me and they kind of blew it. You know, they, they bitched and moaned and complained for years and years, nothing changed. And then their partner finally left and couldn't stand it anymore or whatever, or things blew up or they left. They were like, I'm done with this. And then realized their mistake after that they were focused on the wrong thing that, wow, those things seem so little now. I can't believe they took up so much of my time. I hear that so much. I can't, it, it breaks my heart. And I don't hear the opposite very much that, oh, I'm really glad I left because I was because of that hair in the sink. I am so glad, boy, that was just too much. That is not why people, that's not what people say on the other end, at least that I've met. So 
if you really think about that idea of what's right and what's fair, you know, I've talked about this over and over again, we're getting into that competition mindset and uh, that 50-50 thing, and you've just got to get out of that. And it has to be that 100% and you know just putting it in and and all the time. So instead of focusing on what's fair or right, you know no one's going to take advantage of you. Uh, uh you know it's this shift of you thinking that I'm I'm not his maid or she's going to take advantage of me. It's shifting that to feeling like a teammate and this person's biggest cheerleader and support. And it's a very very important shift to make. And I'm not saying that I do this perfectly all the time or that anyone else can. Of course not. And there's times when, you know, you just feel like that's not fair. <laughs> and that's okay, but that should be few and far between and not the main feeling that you're having day to day to day. So, I want you to focus on patience and kindness, set in that intention of loving service and and from this mindset, you're going to find you're going to be a lot more self-aware, you're going to be more relaxed, and you're going to be more thoughtful, and your your relationship will transform. Uh, you get out of that controlling frame of mind, uh, and it, it everything starts to feel different. So stop focusing on being right, start focusing on being su supportive, and have that gracious spirit, generous and gracious spirit. Really think of that. Uh, those are really good words to have around. Okay. I spent a lot of time on that. I'm not going to spend as much time on all these, but there you go. Because <laughs> that, that one's super important. Philosophy number two, feelings aren't facts. They're not facts. Sorry, people. Feelings aren't some out of control mystery. They're not. And just because you feel something doesn't mean it's true. If you feel a certain way about your partner, it's because you're thinking certain thoughts about your partner. I've said this many times. You feel the way you think. We, we've talked about this and uh, I do have a great quick tool. It's a rational motive therapy tool for getting out of um, the way you're thinking, you know, to shift your thinking in no time at all. And I did a podcast on it and I have um, a whole giveaway on it. As a matter of fact, I, I will link to that here in the show notes today, uh, abbymetcalf.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 90. You can come back and I will have that as your giveaway today. Your, um, you know, what, what you can download for free. Um, and I, cause I'm realizing as I'm talking that that would be such a great thing to have. So if you want to feel different about your partner, you need to choose a better feeling thought, right? You have to choose this better feeling thought and you need to do it over and over again. <laughs> we're never going to change. You know, we're never going to change. Needs to become, we've made changes before and we can make them again. And I'll tell you something interesting. I was talking to a client the other day about uh, not smoking. And she is, you know, choosing this day to stop smoking and she's been afraid to choose it because she said, well, I'm really afraid that I'll really, you know, that I won't be able to stick to it, that I'll quit smoking and then I'll start again and then I'll feel like a failure and all that. And there's a few problems with that. One is obviously focusing on fear, not love, you know, focusing on the fear-based emotion and letting that run you and making decisions from that, which are never good. But the bigger thing I said was that she, I said, you're a non-smoker, you're a non-smoker. That is your goal. I don't smoke cigarettes. So you're not going to stop until you reach your goal. And that's all we're doing right now. So whether or not it's a straight line, whether or not, you know, you quit and then you never smoke again, that's 
that that's that's neither here nor there. It's keeping your goal <laughs> and that's it. And we'll keep changing our strategies until you get there and feel really confident. And I said to her, you know, if God forbid you, you know, so let's say you quit smoking and then God forbid, you know, you you smoked a couple more times. Let's let's even say it's a, it's a year from today and you had two times over the last year where you smoked for maybe three days. And I said, would you, And but we're here, it's a year later. So out of 365 days, you smoked six of them. Would, would you, wouldn't you still feel like a non-smoker? Wouldn't you still feel like, yeah, I want to change that. I don't want to have days where I, you know, go back to it because I'm afraid of what that might mean. But what, isn't that, aren't you there? And, you know, we get so into that sort of black and white thinking that we forget. And then our feelings become these facts, you know, oh, I might, I might, I might relapse that this bad thing might happen. Oh my gosh. So what if you instead had these had these thoughts of, oh, I'm a non-smoker or, oh, we make changes all the time in our relationship. You have, trust me, you've made lots of changes in your relationship. The fact that they've gone back, you know, you've fallen back into old negative patterns. Yeah, that's not great, but you do know how to make changes and you have stuck with them for short periods of time. You have, maybe even long periods of time. So we just have to stretch those out. We just have to make those better. You know, in general, I eat well, right? I, I eat really, I eat pretty well most of the time. However, there are times I don't. <laughs> there are times, I have some Cherry Garcia in my house right now. I'm not gonna lie. I've been eating some Cherry Garcia ice cream. Uh, there are times I don't eat healthy, but I don't think of myself as an unhealthy eater just because sometimes I don't. So, and and trust me, I've gone a whole week eating like crap, you know, I just getting into some bad, you know, bad juju and whatever. But I still, overall, I'm a healthy eater in my head and that's the things I do. So because I'm that person, I make certain choices. And I'd like you to think the same thing. I am able, I make changes in the relationship I'm a certain way in my relationship, whatever that is. I'm patient, I'm kind, I'm thoughtful because sometimes you are and that's just who you are. And you're going to uh, mat start matching uh, circumstances and other things to that more and more often by that thinking. So, but because you have a feeling in a moment, oh no, this is this way or this is never gonna be this or it's always gonna be X or whatever, don't, that is not something that has to rule the day. You can come back, come back, come back, come back home and choose that better feeling thought. So the, the thing with feelings that you just want to watch the most is something I've talked about before, which is the momentum. You don't want to think crappy thoughts about your partner while you're apart all day and then try to think good thoughts when you see them again at six o'clock at night. That's the thing. Well, and right now you're with them all the time, but you know what I mean? It's, and I've talked about this before. If you had a car on the top of a hill and it started to roll and you needed to stop it, would you want to wait at the bottom of that hill or would you try to stop it at the top of that hill? And obviously the answer is you try to stop it at the top. You want to stop it before the momentum takes hold because that momentum will flatten you at the bottom. And I see this so much. People will go all day allowing their thoughts to do any little thing they want and having these horrible feelings that get really entrenched and then being upset later that they can't seem to change their, you know, I can't change how I feel, Abby. I've tried. I just can't. And, I, and I'm saying, yeah, you can, but you have to start that earlier in the day. You have to get ahead of it. You have to get in charge of your feelings earlier. And again, to get in charge of your feelings, you have to get in charge of your thoughts. You have to do it. So again, just because you have a feeling 
doesn't mean it's a fact. It doesn't mean it's it's going to be this way forever. It doesn't mean it's here to stay. So you need to choose in those moments okay, what else could I think right now? What else could I think? So I, I wake up and I'm think, and I'm dreading the day or I'm feeling, um, you know, checking with that feeling. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling resentful. I'm feeling angry, whatever you might be feeling at your partner or, or in general. And right there, you want to change that. And so, and I've talked about this before, you don't want to uh, say something that is a lie. You don't want to, in your head, say something that's a lie. So you don't want to say, oh no, uh, it's going to be the pr- perfect day. It's going to be puppy dog tails and rainbows and I love life. And you, you don't want to say something you don't believe. <laughs> you you need to say something that's real. So it might be, yeah, you know, we've been having some uh, problems. We're all cooped up. But you know what? Today's a new day. Today, right now, is a new moment if you're thinking this in the middle of a day. I can choose right now how it is now. And right now I can focus on patience or kindness or compassion. And I can start that with myself, that I'm not doing things perfectly, but at least I'm trying. Do you see the difference here? From there, you can be solution focused. You can't be solution focused when you're caught up in negative feelings or unhealthy feelings. It doesn't happen. So I want you to remember philosophy number two, that feelings aren't facts and that you can absolutely change them, but you have to change the thoughts first. And again, I'll have an awesome giveaway uh, related to this to to take you through the format for exactly how I do that. I'm not going to spend the whole podcast on it since I have a I, I did a podcast on it, and uh, I'm going to have this great giveaway for you. So it'll take you right through the steps. You'll see it's it's uh it's called the A B C D format. I've I've uh bastardized it a bit, which I do with everything, and made it a little different to make it even more user-friendly, but there you have it. So come on over and get it. All right. Philosophy number three. You're going to, people always argue with me on this one. The third philosophy is you, your partner shouldn't make you happy. Yeah, you heard me. Your partner shouldn't make you happy. You should make you happy. In fact, and here's the, here's the biggie. You're the only one who can make you happy. Everything else is just a temporary fix. When we look to anything outside ourselves, I don't care if that's drugs and alcohol, shopping, uh, other people's compliments, you know, people pleasing, uh, sex, <laughs> our partners. If we look to anything outside of ourselves to make us happy, yeah, it works short term. It does. We feel a, a small shift in emotion. Um, oh, I'm worthy in a moment or whatever. But then it's gonna go away because it's like a funnel and there's a hole, there's that hole in the bottom and you keep filling up the top, which is very nice, but you're not plugging up the bottom. You're not plugging up that hole. So it never, it can hold a little while, but eventually the sand, it's gonna run out. It's gonna run through that funnel and you're gonna be left with nothing. So, and it's so common. The, re- the reason I think this is so hard not to think that your partner you know, should affect your mood is that we say things like, you know, uh, uh, she drives me crazy or he, he made me so mad (laughs) because despite all the stuff we know, we still think it's possible for other people to make us feel things. And Eleanor Roosevelt famously said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time still is, but I think the line really should be no one can make you feel without your consent. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No one can make you feel without your consent. In other words, other people do what they do, but our actions, our reactions are our responsibility. It's not their fault that we're angry, sad, lonely, impatient, whatever. It is not their fault. We, we explain things in our heads all the time. We are having a little inner dialogue about what it means. Like my client with the hair in the sink, the, the beard hair in the sink, you know, she decided it meant something that he doesn't think about me. He doesn't care about me. What's important to me isn't important to him. We have all these thoughts about what it means and, and no proof of that. None. Matter of fact, we often have proof the other way, as my client did when I started asking her, like, do you really think he doesn't care about you? I thought you mentioned this and this and this. There were all these examples of ways that he, that were so much bigger than the friggin' hair in the sink that showed how much he cared about her, how much regard, how much he thought about her. And yet the hair in the sink was, was, was ruling the day. Craziness. We really get into this all the time. And so, because we tend towards this way of thinking, the next logical step is to think that our partner could or, or should make us happy. Well, if they drive us crazy, then they can also make us happy. You never want to, again, look at something outside yourself to feel happy. And a lot of times, by the way, people are using social media these days, all the comments and the likes and all that and follows. Uh, to to do it. It doesn't matter what it is. So again, there's a brief momentary gain, but none of them stick. None of them do the trick. So you need to be that source. You need to be that person. So, and you know this, let me just say that before I go on. In your heart of hearts, you know that it's wrong to think that this other person should should make you feel a certain way. You know you shouldn't look to your partner or anyone else for that matter to make you happy, but it's just so hard not to fall into the trap. I totally get it. You know that your part partner's bad mood shouldn't affect you, but it does. I'm sure you've had this. I, tell me if this sounds familiar. You've Your partner comes, you're fine. You're running around the house, you're doing whatever, and your partner comes home and they're in a bad mood and suddenly your own mood is completely changed. You, you just, you might even start getting <laughs> defensive. Why are you mad at me? Why are you coming home in a bad mood? I was just here you know, doing whatever, taking care of the kids or doing some work, what's going on? And we start to get defensive and angry and because we're seeing the fear, that's fear-based emotion when your partner's upset and we act in fear instead of in love. It should be the opposite, right? We see someone in pain and I use this example a lot is that when we see our children in pain, we don't act in fear usually, especially when they're little. The small, the younger they are, the less we do it. 
the, the less we're reactive to it. The older they get, the more we start to react. So when they're really young and they're afraid of something and they're lashing out or having a tantrum or whatever, we tend to be very patient, kind, loving. The older they get and they're lashing out and having a tantrum or doing whatever, we start to get really upset. And I say, I'd like you to have this uh, love all the time. I want you to always be in in the love state, no matter how old the person is that you're talking to. And I hear people, you know, he's a grown ass man or she's a grown up or whatever, uh, or they're teenagers now. They should, you know, whatever. And I I get it. I people do need to be acting differently than when they're three. I'm not saying that. I'm saying your compassion should be the same. I want your compassion and your love to be the same for all humans who are having trouble and difficulty and are in pain. That's what I'm saying. So it's time to take basically 100% responsibility in your life and your relationship and figure out what you need to feel satisfied, to feel confident, to feel peaceful, to feel content in your life. And I, I've said it a lot. This, you know, happiness is an inside job, so stop giving it to people outside the company, right? Your little, in your little company, isn't that cute that I say that? Okay, you're annoyed, it's all right. Um, but do you see what I'm saying? You, you, you got to stop looking to them and you have to stop allowing other people's moods to change your mood. You, you, you are in charge of your mood. Okay, so that's philosophy number three, not looking to our partners to make us happy. Number four. And this is, a, this is a biggie also. They're all biggies, right? I want you to focus on unconditional acceptance versus unconditional love. And I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. So when I meet with people, whether that's an individual or a couple or whatever, it's generally clear that there's love, that there's probably huge unconditional love. And in fact, I would even often say that actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I would say often that people unconditionally love one another. When it when push comes to shove, this they love them, they love each other. What's getting in the way of feeling emotionally close and connected is that they don't unconditionally accept one another. And you can know that you're unconditionally loved all day long, but if you don't feel accepted, you don't feel loved. And you know this is true because you've experienced it yourself, for sure. And and actually, I'll give you a great example. One of my um, close childhood friends growing up was, was gay. And his parents did not like his being gay. They just felt like it was a phase. They felt like, uh, he did, how could he really know? He hadn't dated girls. Uh, and by the way, he had a, a sister. And um, I, <laughs> I had said to his mother once, well, does that mean that her name uh, was Jenna? I said, does that mean that Jenna needs to date girls for you to accept? Because she, she only dates boys and you seem to think that's fine. You don't think that's a phase. You know, why is that? And uh, needless to say, she got very upset at me, but that's a, a side note. But you know what I'm saying? Like, so people, right? It's very clear. And I, I'm, I'm using that example to make it clear that she, it wasn't, it was different how she was viewing her son. She doesn't, she didn't think that for all of her children. She only thought this for him. So he did not feel accepted by them, as you might imagine. Of course he doesn't. They're, they're showing they accept heterosexuality from his siblings, but his other sibling was much younger and not dating, but at the time, but he, they weren't for him. And so, and they, 
he and he had a lot of issues around this and uh we talked a lot because at the end of the day he didn't feel loved by them so they would say i love you they would say all that and we're just trying to support you and this is for your own good and all that good stuff but he did not feel their love he did not because he didn't feel accepted for who he was he felt like you know they were they were telling him basically he should be ashamed or have other feelings about who he was and I have to tell you, so if you're doing this with your kids, if you feel like, oh, my kid wants to be, you know, a professional baseball player and I keep saying to them, well, you need to have a plan B and what else? And why don't you also do this in school? And why don't you also do that? And I'm not supporting that dream a thousand percent, then they don't feel accepted for the things that they think are important and they think are big in their lives. And obviously you're... I, I believe your sexual orientation has a lot more um, bang for its buck when it comes to your self-esteem and your feelings of self-worth than maybe what you want to do in a career. However, maybe it doesn't. You know, that could be equally painful. And I know that I've talked to people whose parents would only, let's say, pay, they'll only pay for college if they went for a certain degree or something like that. And parents have a right to do that. I'm not saying they don't. However, uh, there's something there, again, about a child not feeling accepted for the things that they want to do or that they love or that they like. And so there, and there's other ways to accept your kids besides you can still say, I'm not paying for college for this thing. I, I just can't get behind that. But how else can I help support you in this, in this dream you have? Um, I can't, I don't feel comfortable supporting it financially, but I really feel comfortable supporting it with my, with time, my time. What's more valuable than that? Talking about this, brainstorming, helping you figure out other ways you could get funding, whatever it is. Um, you can still be very supportive. So there's this unconditional acceptance that's so important that for sure shows up in couples all the time. And when we're trying to change our partners and make them, quote unquote, into something else, we're really telling them all the time that we don't truly accept them and they're not going to feel our love fully. So I, I don't, I've said this before, I don't want you to love your partner despite certain things. I want you to love them because of those particular things. I want you to accept the whole package, not just the parts you deem are okay. I want you to, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't want to change behaviors. It doesn't mean that we don't want to move and grow, but it does mean there's a place to accept people where they are. And this comes to yourself too, by the way. Let's say uh, you're trying to lose weight. And you're looking in the mirror and just disgusted and I hate myself and all that good stuff. There is, woo, talk about no acceptance. So I'm not saying you you would look in the mirror and think that, okay, this is fine. I'm going to be really out of shape and overweight for the rest of my life. I'm saying ex learn to accept where you are so that you can move to something else that you want to move to. So instead, it's looking in the mirror and saying, okay, all right. Don't love what's happening right here, but I love you, you know, looking at yourself, but I love you. I accept who you are. I understand that you ate for reasons or, you know, whatever that is that you have to say to yourself. So how can we get from here to where we want to be? How can we get to self complete self-acceptance and self-love. You know, how do we, how do we do that? And you become a we, even just you, <laughs> it be, you become your own team, which is a wonderful thing. So this applies to other people and applies to yourself. So a little newsflash for you is if you're feeling resentful, angry, 
uh, irritated, frustrated, you're not accepting something about your partner. Think about it. That's why all that's there. So again, it doesn't mean that you don't want something to change. It does mean that you have to find the love now for what is and if you want to move forward. And I will tell you, that is the best way for things to change. Uh, we, I say it a lot. I'll say it again. You have to connect before you correct. So if you really want something with your partner to change, you have to connect first. There has to be that connection first, that understanding, that mutual love, that that clear acceptance for what's happening and who they are, and then to look at how to problem solve from there. And it has to be that way first. That's the way things really change. Otherwise, you get people changing and it's passive aggressive. They're just sneaking around. They do things underground. You know, they go underground to change things, uh, other things back. It It doesn't really work. So not accepting certain behaviors, so I want to say that, is different than not accepting your partner. Okay, so accepting, not accepting certain behaviors is different than your partner themselves not feeling accepted for who they are. So that that's what I want to uh, tether out there for a minute. So I want you to always remain accepting of the person, just maybe there's behaviors you don't. So you don't ch- judge or criticize, but you ask questions to get to the whys, right? To get to that why of why your partner is doing or saying certain things. You want to seek to understand, which is a very different thing, to really understand who this person is and why they do what they do. So when partners feel consistently judged or not accepted, they stop sharing. You know this. You stop sharing. If you feel judged, you stop sharing. And so does your partner. So, and you stop taking risks in the relationship. You stop being there. You start really putting yourself, stop really putting yourself out there. You start to hide things, conceal things, keep secrets. It starts to become, again, that competition, me versus you. And do you see where we're getting off course here? Yeah. So you have to find that place where your partner feels ex- fully accepted, not just love. Don't say, well, I love you, but don't go there. It's, I really love you. And tell me more about X. And, and help me understand more about why. You know, that's where I'm talking about. And you truly have to be open to understanding. You truly have to be curious in that. So I need you to, believe it or not, stop trying to change your partner. <laughs> you can change the circumstances of your relationship without changing who they are. And criticizing, Picking on them, sarcasm and judgment are all part of tolerating something and not embracing it. So I really want you to shift that around. Woo, I know that was a lot, right? Yeah, I know. That was a lot. It's okay. You're all right. We're all okay today. All right. So let's get to philosophy number five. Let's get to the last one. And we will finish up for today. Work on yourself and stop comparing. That's my final philosophy for my best relationship advice. So for now on, whenever you start focusing on your partner, and what they're doing or not doing and comparing it to what you're doing, immediately stop and focus on what you're doing only. That's it. Anytime you start thinking about your partner in any kind of negative way whatsoever, you know, I can't believe they did this or I don't know. And why do you say that? As soon as you catch that, stop, stop, just stop, just stop. (laughs) And then turn it inward, turn it into your focus on you and what you're doing because you cannot control the other person. You know I've been trying for years. It's not possible. I want you to see that focusing on your partner is your canary in a coal mine. 
right? Remember the coal miners used to bring canaries down there? And when they would uh, they die in the cage, it meant that, that the coal miners were about to die. <laughs> and so as soon as the canary went, because they were super susceptible to the gas in the, you know, in, the, in the mines, they would get out of there right away. This is your canary in a coal mine. It's your wake-up call to pay attention to yourself when you're focusing on your partner, to think of what you're thinking, what you're doing, because that's, again, the only thing you can control. I know it sucks to hear this again and again from me, but trying to control others, especially your partner, is a path to misery. You know, that's why you're listening probably, because you're on that miserable path. You don't want to be on it. So what you can control, if you're a control freak like me, then you know what you can control? You can control your reactions to your partner. That's what you can control. You can control your your thoughts about your partner, your feelings about your partner. All of these are the things you can control. So that's the only place your focus can be really at the end of the day. And so, okay, so I'm going to give you a little quick five-step process. Here's what I want you to do whenever you notice yourself focusing on your partner, okay? I want you to do these five quick little things. One, Think to yourself, what am I feeling right now? Just, just so here you are. Let's say you're, uh, you're my, you're. Let's say you're my client. You were cleaning the sink. <laughs> you're cleaning those whiskers out of the sink. Oh, that jerk! Right? And you're all caught up in. Oh, I just, I'm so mad. Or maybe you're sad about it. Whatever it is, right? Cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. And you would notice that you were doing this because you're practicing self awareness and mindfulness, which I talk about all the time. So, and you stop yourself and think, oh, whoops, whoa, 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 here I, whoa, where was I just now? Okay, what am I feeling right now? And likely what you're feeling is resentful, angry, sad, despondent, overwhelmed, anxious, uh, all those yummy things, right? And then you have to say to yourself, number two is what thought or belief am I having right now that's making me feel this way? Oh, well, I'm thinking that he thinks I'm, I'm thinking in this case, right, that he doesn't care about the things that are important to me. He never listens to me. Um, he's uh, thinks I'm his maid. I don't know. I'm making stuff up, but you get the idea. And then the third thing you're going to do is what else could be true? So, or what's a better feeling thought I could have right now? What's a better feeling thought I can have right now? And the one better feeling thought you can have, which we learned earlier today is, you know what? I can do this for him. This is only going to take a few seconds. Literally, it takes 12 seconds. I timed it with Abby on the phone and on the virtual call. And I can just do this. And you know what? I can do this lovingly for him. That could be a thought. That's a better feeling thought. Right? Right there. Or you can just think to yourself, well, you know, I'm ascribing a lot of meaning to this hairs in the sink. And I don't know that it means all that. So, or why do I think this is so important? What's a better feeling thought? Huh, maybe this doesn't have to be so important, the hairs in the sink. Maybe I can uh, let this go. I'm not sure why I've made it so important, but maybe I don't have to think it's so important anymore. Uh, all of those are better feeling thoughts. And right away, when you have that better feeling thought, you will see that you feel better. So that's just right there. But then, but what I want you to do next is think to yourself, number four is how do I want to feel in my relationship? How do I want to feel about, so my part, my client right then, I would say to her, well, how do you want to feel about your husband right now? Well, I want to feel loving. I want to feel close, emotionally close. I want to feel uh, in that gratitude and appreciation. I want to feel compassion. I want to feel kindness, gentleness, whatever that is. Okay. That's what I want to feel in my relationship. Those things. So in other words, how would you like your partner to be acting towards you? What what kinds of things would you like to feel between the two of you? And then 
Number five is what's one thing I could do or think to create that feeling in my relationship. So again, you take ownership. Well, what's one thing I could do right now to do that? Well, I could clean the sink. I could be of service. I could do this lovingly. And you might even think past that. Some other things you could do. I could greet him at the door when he comes home tonight. I could uh, go to bed at the same time. You know, I always stay up late and he goes to bed alone. I'm going to start trying to go to bed with him. Even if I get back up, I'll, I'll go to bed at the same time for a few minutes, something like that. You could, there's a lot of things you could think about what you could do to start creating that connection and that bond in your relationship. And then do that one thing, whatever you put out there, do it, <laughs> do the thing. And that you're really going to start to notice a major shift and change. That's that's the bottom line. Woo! Was that a lot or what? That's a lot. Okay. So those are my five philosophies, my best relationship advice series. These are the five philosophies I want you to start adopting and practicing. I want you to come on over to the website, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. Uh, and this is episode 90. And I want you to download the RET tool. I want you to get that uh, so that you can really start to shift, you know, understanding that you feel the way you think that you can really start to change your thoughts and change your feelings really quickly. That's it for today. <sighs> I want everyone to stay safe and stay sane. And again, let me know if there's anything you want me to be covering right now on the podcast or on my blog or anywhere else, because I'd be so, so happy to do it. I'm sending so, so much love out. I really adore you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.